If Jesus were to return today, are we ready? Are we ready to return with him? And this is a question that all Christians need to ponder with, and it's precisely what Jesus is trying to address in today's gospel. And I believe that the United States Coast Guard phrase summarizes perfectly today's gospel. They use the Latin phrase, semper paratus, always ready. But ready for what? Because we don't know the time or the hour when Jesus is coming. It could be today, or it can be in another 500, 2,000 years. We do not know when Jesus is coming. But we do know one thing for certain, and that is that eventually we're all going to die. It is a fact. Eventually, we're all going to face death. And there is an end to our life. Whether we die before Jesus returns or not, the fact is that we're all going to die eventually. And thinking about death, this might cause some fear in people's heart because we might feel like, I'm not ready to face death. Forget it. Like, I'll think about that later. I'm not ready to, to, to face, come face to face with death. And so maybe, maybe this fear that we feel in our hearts when we think about death, maybe it's a sign that we are not totally ready to encounter Christ face to face. This type of readings that we just heard, like in today's gospel, is called eschatological readings, which is a big word to say. These are readings that deal with the end of time or death or Jesus' coming. And one thing for certain is that these readings deals with the universal eschatology. That is the universal uh, coming, the second coming of Christ. But these readings can also, and there's a debate between scholars, like are these readings only addressing the universal eschatology or is there an individual eschatology being addressed in these readings? Like are we talking of, the, of that personal end of time for each one of us when we encounter death? And we have all heard of the final judgment. We have all heard the final judgment at the end of time. But as Catholics, we believe in what is called a particular judgment, which happens on the day we die. On the day we die, we'll encounter Christ face to face, and we'll have that first particular judgment, which will happen before, like the final judgment at the end of time. And St. John of the Cross puts it really well. He says, at the evening of life, we shall be judged on our love. Keeping this in mind, then, is why, it, is why precisely it is important to always be ready. And this should be no cause of fear. Rather, in the gospel, Jesus is encouraging us to live each day ready to love. In that way, so that we may store for ourselves treasures for the day when we will meet God face to face. Treasures in heaven. And Christ's message today is to live each day as a preparation to meet him with joy. Semper paratus, always ready. And so in our lives, we should walk by faith, not by fear. Death should not be a cause of fear, but we should walk by faith. In the second reading to the Hebrews, we are reminded of that of walking by faith. But in the gospel, Jesus himself begins the gospel by saying, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And this is a phrase that appears 365 times in the gospel. That is one for each day. 
every day we should be reminding ourselves to never be afraid. We should never be afraid. And every day we need to remind ourselves that we should not be afraid because fear separates us from actually fulfilling the plan of God. And instead, we need to walk by faith. And that is what we're reminded in, in that second reading. That faith is a realization of what is hoped for and evidence of the things not seen. But faith is also trusting. Because in order to have faith, we need to trust. We need to trust. And we live our lives trusting others. We live our lives having faith in others. Now, how many of you here enjoy traveling by plane? All right. I see a bunch of hands. I enjoy traveling by plane. And when you get in an airplane, do you actually start thinking about what's going to happen? No, you simply go. Maybe the first time, maybe the first time you traveled, there was a little bit of fear there. But now you think about it. You just get in the airplane, sit down, and sit back and relax and enjoy the flight. By doing so, you're having faith on the pilot. You're entrusting your life literally into his hands, making sure that he gets you safely to your destination. So constantly, we live our lives walking by faith, trusting in other people. But yet, why is it sometimes difficult to do the same with God? Why is it difficult to trust God in the same way we trust the pilot? And that's, that's the key right there. We need to learn how to trust God in the same way. And trusting in his promise, especially, that death is not the end. But there is a life after that. A life eternal. And we trust and our faith teaches us that there is an eternal life. And so many people have wondered what happens after death. That is a question that a lot of people have asked for. But our faith tells us what happens after death. We believe that. And so because we believe that, there should be no fear in our hearts. What we need to do is always to be ready. Always ready to meet the Lord. That we live each day like if it were the first day, the last day, and the only day that we live. May we learn how to live and not focus on worrying about dying. Because our faith teaches us that death is not the end. But there is a beginning of life eternal. And that is, if we follow Jesus' commands, of course, we are going to taste that life eternal. We need to learn how to live in a life of loving others. We need to learn to live like we are ready, like we are ready to face him. And St. Teresa of Lisieux actually lived that. She lived always ready for the Lord. And she took to heart the words of St. John of the Cross that I said earlier. And she did it in very simple and ordinary ways. St. Therese wrote once that the sisters in, in the convent, the winters in Normandy, it was very cold. And there was only heat on one, part, only one side of the convent had heat. And so the sister would have to put some coats for, to pray their office, to pray, do their prayers. And at the end, they would just leave it there. And St. Therese will come quietly, and she will fold them up and leave them ready in the place for each of the sisters. So when they come back, they had a warm coat to put on. And the sister has no idea who was doing that each day. But quietly, St. Therese was doing it. She was doing it. And St. Therese of Lisieux lived always ready because she did ordinary things with extraordinary love. 
And that's what we are called to do, the same. But more than often, the topic of death brings about fear because we feel like we are not ready. And maybe we do so because we feel like there is maybe a sin that is holding us back. A sin that we are attached to that is not enabling us to be ready to encounter the Lord. And maybe we feel like we're struggling with it. We struggle with this sin. And yes, regular confession helps with it. But sometimes, sometimes we just keep coming back and back to the sacrament without a real intention of changing our lives, of improving and transforming ourselves. And so it is difficult. And on our own, we are not going to be able to transform our hearts and be able to let go of those sins. Only with the help of Jesus, we can do so. Soon, soon we will begin the preparation of the altar. And you will see that the corporal will be opened, the, the chalice will be placed there, the gifts of bread and wine will be brought up. And the priest in that moment, which is called the offertory, he will literally grab the bread and the wine and offer it up to the Lord to be transformed into the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. Those ordinary gifts will be transformed. And the offertory is a part of the Mass that is often looked like it passes by so fast. We're not even paying attention because during that time, what else is happening? The baskets are being passed around, and then we're trying to look for, for the money to put in the basket. And then we're not paying attention as to what's actually happened here. But my sisters and brothers, this is such a powerful moment of the Mass. Because it is at that moment in the altar when we ourselves need to be offering to the Lord those things that we're struggling with. So that he may transform them, transform those things, and we'll be able to overcome those sins. It is at that moment that we offer it. We offer to him not only the good, but also the bad, that it can be transformed into something better. So in other words, there is a preparation of the altar before the consecration. And our lives are also meant to be an altar of praise to God. An altar prepared and made holy right here in Mass. So my first homily that I preached to you all was Corpus Christi Sunday, and I preached about the importance of the Eucharist. And today is my last Sunday here with you, and that's why I want to bring you back to the Eucharist, like my first homily that I preach here. Because it is here, my sisters and brothers, in the Mass, at this altar, that we receive assurance that God is close to us and that he wants to help us to try to love in the Mass, we are brought into unity with others, and we recognize that they are worthy of our love and sacrifice. So today, my sisters and brothers, today Christ wants to prepare our hearts to love more. Christ wants us to always be ready to encounter him. May we offer to him all the things that are holding us back so that our hearts may be transformed, and may we always be ready to encounter Jesus. Amen.